0: This morning we're going to talk about teeth and we're going to talk about dental implants and anything having to do with your oral health. Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zockel will join me in just a moment. The so-called sharing economy is getting a lot of attention these days. We know that it has had some effect on the overall economy. We also know that some people love it and other people simply hate it. And is the case of Airbnb or similar short-stay apps. Many will make the argument that it could affect rental stock, affordability, and have an impact on strata properties. I spoke with Tony Giaventu, who is the executive director of the Condominium Homeowners Association.
1: It depends on the property, but Airbnb is a short-term commercial use of property, so it's like running a hotel, essentially, um, out of your private residence or residences. Uh, In some circumstances, it doesn't seem to be a disruption in buildings because an owner might own one or two units in the building. They live in the building. They have Airbnb or short-stay use of their units. The Strata Corporation hasn't passed a bylaw about it, so they're there to control what happens with parking and visitors and access to the buildings. Uh, When you have an On-site owner who is hands-on with their guests, very few problems arise, and the Strata Corporation works out well with it. The problems that are pitching up is individuals who own three or five units, Mm. don't live in the building, they have a drop-key system for access, Mm -hmm. um, and they are absent. So all of the problems that are associated with lost keys, security breaches, parking issues that arise, misuse of the common facilities, noise um, violations, the owner themselves is not actually on the site at the building to be able to address those problems as they come up. That's where we start to see a lot of the conflicts that are popping up for people.
0: Yeah, I had a friend who said uh, uh, they had noticed a lot of activity in in a unit, a condo, and everybody thought on that floor thought, well, there's a drug dealer living there because there's a lot of people coming and going.
1: Yeah. Turned out it was Airbnb. Airbnb. And most buildings aren't zoned for its use. Short-term commercial use like hotels or Airbnb um, or a b practice uh, aren't within most of the building's um, designation within most municipalities. So so it becomes a local bylaw, a municipal bylaw issue. Uh, but for strata corporations, it's a business activity bylaw. It's not a rental bylaw. Uh, and one of the problems with rental bylaws, conventional rental bylaws, especially in New Newer buildings. People are going to be exempt from them because of the owner developer exemptions. So if you amend or modify your rental bylaws to trying to deal with Airbnbs, the owners are just going to come to you and say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? I'm just exempt from this bylaw anyhow, because of my owner developer exemption. So if you want to deal with business practices in your building, and it's not just Airbnbs. Uh, we have some buildings that have escort services in them as well that Create some colorful and interesting <laughs> challenges. Uh, you know, if you're wanting to deal with business practices in buildings and deal with the security issues, deal with the access issues, mm-hmm. you need to have a separate structured bylaw that closely focuses on those and not deals with them as rentals. So, what happens if something goes wrong? Who's responsible? Who pays? Well, the owner of the strata lot is ultimately going to be responsible. The difficulty is, you know, you end up with an elevator that's trashed, or you end up with a garage right. gate that's been damaged because somebody drove into it, or you end up with a you know a standpost. In the in the parking area that's been knocked over, something. If there's no witness and there's no evidence, uh, what's the likelihood of being able to find out who the perpetrator was? and if it's a visitor that you have no identity of how do you know they're connected to the Airbnb that's one of the one of the challenges that people are having the other the other challenge is you get three or four Airbnbs happening in a building your visitor parking is gone yeah right and if they're if they're traveling and not using vehicles or rentals or not driving then you're fine but you get a, a few units in your building and they're intended for visitors and so not intended for overnight stays right
0: right okay and if if they are being used by Airbnb, what recourse does a, a,
1: an owner have? Well, it's it's difficult if the strata can't monitor them. So stratas have to now look at more innovative parking passes and parking systems and allocation of them and how much use and access there is, time periods, how many hours they can stay. You'll see in some buildings now that visitor parking is actually restricted to four or six hours uh, because of this reason. Um, it, it kind of stopped the overnight stays of the Airbnb users that were kind of gone underground. So what to watch for now with Airbnb? Where's this going to go? It'll be interesting to see what happens with Airbnb. Uh, one of the things that um, I, I found interesting was we, we, have in, we have advocates talking about Airbnb. Yeah. Um, they're the promoters and the um, entrepreneurs of Airbnb. That's right. why they're advocating it. They're not living in the problems that people are dealing with. They're cashing uh, in. They're cashing in, and they're <laughs> and cashing in online on a large capacity basis. Yeah. Uh, and individual investors who are just buying up units, it's much more lucrative to use your unit as an Airbnb than it is as a rental unit. Absolutely. You start looking at the lists of Airbnb available within Vancouver alone, not Metro Vancouver, just Vancouver alone. And you have to start asking how many of those units are no longer in the rental pools. That's right. right. And so we have, and, and they were once do available. We know, are affordable. those numbers
0: available? Do you know?
1: Uh, we look at them and monitor them on a weekly basis, but they, they vary at any given time to, um, between 1,100 and 2,800 uh, that really? are available. And
0: what's, and what's, the, what's the percentage of stock then uh, against rental stock?
1: Uh, that's a hard number to figure out because yeah. we don't know how many units are actually available in sure. the rental stock. But but still, that's you take a thousand units it, off the market, It It will have an impact on our our um, local rental economy, right? Yeah. And that's that's one of the problems that we're facing. Well,
0: the sharing uh, economy is something that we're supposed to get used to, uh, and perhaps we will in time. We're going to have to come up with some answer to some of these problems.
1: Well, it's also lucrative or beneficial for people with the high housing um, prices. You know, if you've spent seven hundred. Thousand for a condo, and you have a big mortgage, um, and you can you can run a bare Airbnb out of it two or three days a week, and still either be the resident or you might be working somewhere else, living there on the weekends. If you if you can manage to do that on a regular basis, it goes a long way to helping your housing affordability. I'm making notes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Tony Giovento is the executive director of Choa, the Condominium Homeowners Association. This is Vancouver Consumer. My name is Ian Power. We're going to shift gears into. Uh, Look at your mouth inside uh, your oral health. Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zokel are here, and we'll have an open line for you, too. We'll do that right now, in fact, if you want to jump in. If you've got any questions about what's going on inside your mouth, uh, now is a good time to join us at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell phone. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Since we started broadcasting in HD, have you noticed my smile is a lot brighter?
2: (laughs) I I notice it all the time, Ian.
0: (laughs) Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zockel are joining us now on Vancouver Consumer, uh, two of the leaders in the field of implantology in this area and elsewhere. Uh, As the words were coming out of my mouth, I thought, in this area, goodness, uh, Dr. Zockel, it wasn't that long ago you were uh, treating a patient from Holland, and I know that you have people that come from other parts of the world, and the two of you travel the world to speak at conferences and to educate other dentists and talk uh, a lot about uh, implantology and reconstructive surgery. Uh, have you been doing a lot of that lately?
2: Uh, it's been a month of that for me. I've been all over the U.S. and Canada uh, giving a lot of lectures on, and, and, and conference presentations on, uh, on what we do every day in, in our office, which is quite nice, and, and it's flattering to be able to be, have the opportunity to share with my colleagues Dr. Zoka, what's
0: a typical day for you at BC Perio? (laughs) A typical day at BC Perio,
3: you come in early in the morning and you take a look at the work you're doing and the people you're treating and work over, make sure that everybody in the office knows exactly what's going to be happening that day. And we go about... discussing treatment plans with patients and uh, figuring out solutions for them. And then there, are, of course, the actual procedures that we do in the placement of implants and teeth. And usually we do the teeth in one day protocol whereby we help people get rid of their disease teeth and such, put implants in and put teeth in exactly all in the same day.
0: And talk about teeth in one day, is that for one single missing tooth or could that be a, a whole mouthful of it teeth? can be all of those, in, and the single tooth is one of the more prevalent uh, problems
3: that we see, certainly with the younger people who mi- go missing with their first tooth. It could be a traumatic injury, an accident, or something like that. Or, But when one tooth has a problem and has to be lost, that is a fork in the road for that person. If that person chooses to do nothing, then that person is likely going to have a series of issues Coming up in their future, which will dictate a very, very high cost of keeping their dental health stable. But if they treat it right, right off the start, right at the start of it, and treat it with an implant and a crown, everything remains stable, and they can reduce their overall
0: costs in dental health procedures for decades. I hear what you're saying, and somebody is saying back to you right now, and either one can address this. I hope that you will, and that is okay. So I'm missing a tooth. I'll get a dental implant and a crown. You know what? That's just way over budget. Why don't I just get a
3: bridge? When you look at short-term and long-term factors, and somebody will say that, and you say, well, will it be cheaper if I do a bridge? And I say, over what period of time is my next question? Because to answer that, if you're talking about within the next week or months, it might be slightly cheaper to do the bridge. But if you're talking about years or decades, it's going to be extremely more expensive to do the bridge. Why is that? Because of the deterioration of the bridge. The bridge doesn't last as long. Implants have a potential to last you the rest of your life. You've got to take care of it for sure. But you have that potential, and the bridge cannot do that for
0: you. When you talk about the maintenance of it, is is there greater maintenance on a bridge or on a on an implant? I don't think so. Let me turn that over to Dr. Birdie, as a periodontist.
2: Um, I would say when it comes to maintenance, when you're doing a, when you're doing a bridge or have a bridge in your mouth, uh, it's more maintenance. It's more difficult. You, the teeth are all tied together. It's, it's harder. You can't floss between things. The food gets trapped underneath the bridge. And most of the bridges get lost not because you know the, the, the teeth break. It's because you get cavities underneath the bridge because you can't clean it as well. That's how they're lost most times. So by doing that, uh, you know, that in itself makes one of the reasons why implants last longer than bridges do almost all the time.
0: So I have two parts that, that follow that and and one is well i wanted you dr birdie to a, give an, a a sort of a, a 101 on what is an implant but when you're getting a bridge um the, the cost differential is quite substantial is it not
2: you know a, a three-unit bridge or to replace one tooth versus having a single tooth implant the cost could be very similar uh at the beginning it's and if we get into a bridge that's longer uh, a lot of times that bridge could cost more than the implant it just depends on the case uh, but an implant in general, if you want to get an implant 101, an implant is uh, a little titanium oxide screw that goes into the bone that replaces the root of your tooth, okay. and it stimulates the bone to last your lifetime, and then we can attach things to it that look like a crown or look like a tooth or, or other apparatus to, to help us you know, give you back your teeth.
0: So I'm listening to you, and it sounds great, but you know I'm, I'm fearful I don't like dentists uh, I don't like going to the dentist you guys are terrific but <laughs> dentists in general kind of scare me so what you're saying is with an implant that's way more traumatic than getting a bridge so how, how do we overcome that
2: well, having an implant, uh, I, I would say, is not way more traumatic than having a bridge. A bridge actually shaves down the teeth that could be just perfectly fine, uh, and we're doing that just so that we can cement something that's one piece that will replace the tooth for you. Yes, an implant involves a surgical procedure, but when we do the teeth-in-one-day protocol utilizing technology and some of the most minimally invasive things, uh, we get it done really quick in, in, a, in a very minimally invasive, uh, you know, low-pain way, let's put it that way. So it works out quite well.
0: So Dr. Zokol then, this is a bit of an urban myth then, that uh, putting in a bridge, because that was for years and years uh, uh, probably the go-to standard, and now not so much. Perhaps implants are more desirable for many people that are educated, that have an understanding of what it is. So how, how do you break down that idea that maybe a bridge, and I'm just using this bridge as an example. There are other examples, but how do you break it down for somebody, apart from what Dr. Bertie has just mentioned?
3: Certainly. When, when we go back a good many years, and when before Crown and Bridge actually was started, the partial denture was more the standard. It's like a, something to replace a single toothy put it in your mouth and took it out every night and cleaned it and such. When the bridge became a successful product, it replaced the partial denture as the go-to or the standard of care. And we've seen that that evolve into another standard of care where the bridge is definitely considered an option, but the standard of care today is definitely the implant. It's not even close any longer. Mm. D- does it hurt? Uh, that's a question that's so often asked, and the majority, the great, huge majority of people that I've treated over these past 30 years will tell you that they felt absolutely no pain whatsoever. didn't even have to take an aspirin after the anesthetic came out.
0: I've had two implants, so I'm going to put it out there. I'll, I'll, full disclosure, I've had two implants, and and I and I admit my fear of dentists. I can honestly tell you that it was less traumatic, less painful, and as easy or easier and having a cavity filled.
2: Well, that's pretty amazing. I feel good about that. Yeah, well, you should. You're, you're <laughs> the guy that did it. I feel good about that. That sounds great.
0: <laughs> but it's true. I was scared. You know what, Liz? Mm-hmm. And and I went into it with a lot of trepidation. And uh, it, it, it was it was so simple and so easy. And it really, when I analyzed the cost of what it was to do the implant versus a bridge over the long period of time, as you've said, I. I didn 't take me long i 'm not an accountant, but there 's a lot of value in looking down the road ten i mean I plan to be on the planet for a while longer and there was some value in in having that implant versus the crown.
3: Yeah. We talk about investments, and if you could ever consider a dental procedure to be an investment, the implant is definitely the investment, and as Dr. Birdie pointed out earlier, sometimes that investment is no more expensive than the original bridge would have been.
0: You know the thing is though. Many of us are inundated with newspaper ads, radio ads, and magazines, and television, and, and this is not a professional term by any means, but I hear the, it's what I call the dollar a holler messaging, where everybody on every street corner is doing dental implants. You guys do them every day, you're professionals, you're experienced, you've seen it all, uh, the most trying cases and the easiest cases. But how does one determine who they should see for this kind of treatment?
2: You know, I, I think uh, it's it's like anything else that you're going to do that's non, um, you know, essential in a sense that it's not medical. You want to find someone that's doing a lot of it. You want to find someone who's doing a tremendous amount of it, doing, uh, you know, a lot of times we place more implants in a month than people do in a year. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where how many are you doing? What kind of cases are you doing? What kind of training and expertise and credentials do you have? Uh, and on top of that, you know, are you teaching other doctors how to do it? Uh, I would say all of those things, when you line up all those things, you can rest, be rest assured that you're being treated by someone who absolutely knows how to do this and to do this very, very well and to an elite level. So I think that's the big difference. You, If you were going to get uh, a knee done or a hip done, you wouldn't want to go to somebody who does it once a year, right?
0: Yeah, you wouldn't go to your car mechanic, that's for sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but I'm also thinking, too, that uh, there are different levels of treatment. And what by that, I mean, again, I'm I'm not using the science here, the terminology of science, but some cases must be far more complicated than others.
2: Oh, absolutely. There's some cases that come in and uh, I, I will tell the patients it's a straightforward case. We can get this done. And then there's lots of cases that we see that uh, are quite complex. The one beauty of, of the technology and the expertise we have in the office with multiple specialists and multiple doctors working together and the great staff is that uh, some of the most complex cases uh, we can still do in one day, which is, uh, you know, in my mind is absolutely great to say and a bit mind-boggling at times.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting. Whenever the the name BC Perio comes up. And people that have been in your office, they always, they rave about the office. They go, wow, this place is state-of-the-art. It's it's brand spanking new. they got a tremendous view. And and above all of that, staff that really are educated, are experienced, and caring about the patient's well-being. So that's a real kudo to you. You've got the office, uh, BC Perio, on uh, West Broadway, 700 block of West Broadway. And uh, right by Coquitlam Centre, there's your office there. And both offices have made arrangements for CKNW listeners to have a free consultation. So in other words, if somebody were to come in, they'll spend some time with you, what will they, in, during that consultation, what happens?
2: Uh, they will leave that day after that consultation knowing, having all their questions answered and being knowledgeable of what's possible. And they also get a cost estimate so they know what's going on. And a lot of times that involves us doing 3D imaging as well that day.
0: So that's quite a bit. It is quite a bit. And that's on your dime. Absolutely and and you don't worry so much whether they take it up with you or not i mean obviously you want patients to come through your door uh, this is your business this is your your trade if if you will uh but but somebody could take that same information they could go elsewhere or conversely bring uh diagnosis from another dentist to you
2: absolutely and there's numerous times that people will come to us thinking that they need xy xy or z and we end up referring them, let's say, to an orthodontist or or to a general dentist to have fillings or or what have you. We work with our colleagues quite a bit, and we're here to treat all problems that are possible.
0: Let me stop you there because I want to give the... We've got to go to a break. We're going to take some phone calls, uh, but I want to give out the number to your office because now uh, if you're thinking about any kind of uh, oral health issues, in particular if you're looking at uh, uh, reconstructive surgery or dental implants, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, 604-872-0222, and you can book your complimentary consultation. Let them know you heard Dr. Zokel and Dr. Birdie on CKNW, 604-872-0222. More on your oral health and solutions uh, when we continue with the doctors on Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Today we're talking about your oral health. Dr. Bobby Birdie from BC Period Dental Health and Implant Center. Uh, Dr. Birdie is a dual specialist, a periodontist and prosthodontist. Uh, What is that in English?
2: Uh, I'm a surgery guy and a a, a cosmetic (laughs) guy, I guess you could say.
0: (laughs) Dr. Ron Sokol is one of the pioneers in implantology in this area. One of the first dentists to restrict, if I can use that word, uh, his practice to implantology, and reconstructive surgery, uh, you take guys like Bobby Birdie uh, under your wing and and show them the ropes. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I've shown the ropes to a good many dentists over the years. (laughs) We've offered uh, an open line to the doctors at 604-280-9898 or star 9898. Uh, Good morning, Carol.
3: Oh, good morning. I'm just wondering, has there ever been any problems with removing an implant? After three years, if you're an older person and had it put in, and there were some issues that came up later. Of course, and uh, when implants fail, and often they'll fail because of lack of hygiene or could be complications related to the way it was placed in the first place. Uh, But removal of implants are something we have to do on a routine basis and there are many ways to do it and the more experience you have the easier it becomes but yes we can we can remove just about any implant you can imagine
0: is this okay. something you're facing carol
3: um well yes it is i have an issue coming up and also there were things i was sensitive to that they sometimes use like titanium dioxide mhm don't when they when they do the implant well titanium oxide forms automatically and normally on any implant surface any titanium yeah. implant yeah. surface automatically becomes
0: titanium oxide
3: yeah yeah well, anyway, it's not a problem to have it removed after three years
0: or something. Well, uh, the question I would ask, Carol, and uh, as a consumer, I would want to know, uh, you know, is, is it okay to remove it? Well, the answer is yes, it can be done. Who's doing it? And you don't have to oh, give yes, me the, that's right, yes. you know. No, I so have you been in to see uh, the BC Perio uh, consultation offer that's complimentary? No,
1: I'll have to do that.
0: You <laughs> might want to do that. Here's the number, by the way. So it's okay. uh, 604-872-0222. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's for Coquitlam or Vancouver. or Vancouver. All okay. right.
3: Thank you very much for taking my call. No That's problem, a pleasure. Care.
0: Nice Take to, care. Nice to talk to you. So it brings up a whole bunch of things that, that are running through my mind. Uh, why would an implant fail or why would it need to be
2: removed? You know, I'll, we do this a, a lot, Ian, where, and it's unfortunate, but a lot of times if an implant's not placed correctly at the proper position, the proper depth, the proper type, the proper, you know, dimensions of it, the proper size. Um, uh, a lot of times, they're not useful and they're not going to last long term. It's if you know you're putting something that's supposed to be permanent. So we have to remove implants quite often for these, t- these types of reasons if they aren't done to the standard that they should be done. Or um, sometimes implants develop, you know, periodontal disease around them if they're due to hygiene or bone loss or infection. And in those cases, um, you know, a lot of times being a periodontist, we can regenerate around those implants and and, uh, and make them last long. But a lot of times we do have to remove them as well, and then we look at replacing them. And a lot of times we can do that in one visit in one time. Uh, it just depends on the case. But uh, it, we end up having to do this quite often.
0: So when you remove an implant, are you opening up uh, no pun intended but uh, more problems
2: um, you know a lot of times the implant is the source of the problem that's in the area because of the way it's been done or, or, or the, the symptoms that the patient's feeling at that time and uh, by removing it we are you know we are alleviating that and then of course by introducing a new implant in the proper position and, and doing it well uh, it allows us to kind of stabilize things right away
3: yeah you know one thing to add to that and in, in the assessment of how an and we, we categorize implants that are running into trouble as either ailing or failing. And and it's every now and then we see an implant that can be saved and we can recondition the surface of mm-hmm. the implant and grow bone around it. So not every case where an implant is having trouble do we have to remove the implant. Uh, this is an assessment we have to make for each individual case that comes in. And we move forward after that. This is
0: a fair question. Maybe not. You'll tell me. Is a failed implant, can it be attributed in many cases to... to poor workmanship or shoddy workmanship
2: uh you know what i would say a lot of times if an implant is not placed correctly in the proper position um it will not allow for longevity right so if it's not done right at the beginning and and this is something that dr zockel and i talk about all the time is there's a tremendous amount of planning that goes into placing one of these implants you know it's we do three d three-dimensional imaging we do a computer surgery before we even do anything in someone's mouth um, you know, we're we're using biologics and products and some of the most you know in, in cutting edge technology out there. So we're doing everything to basically measure fifty to hundred times and 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 put an implant in once. So we're doing everything to make sure things are exactly placed and uh, and done in a very exact manner. And that um,
0: that would ensure a higher success rate. Absolutely.
2: absolutely. So
0: then again, uh, if you're shopping for dental implants or any kind of uh, periodontal work or reconstructive surgery, uh, you best shop around for somebody who knows what they're doing.
2: Absolutely. So
0: would that restrict somebody from wanting to go to their general dentist uh, that they see for their their cleanings and their fillings and all that? I know that they're licensed to do this kind of work. Uh, Would you want to ask how long they've been doing it? How many have they done? Uh, Where do you go from there? How do you know? I mean, you, you like your dentist. They do pretty good work on everything. But is it, is it something, should this be uh, listed as a specialty?
3: <laughs> I, I love these questions. Should it be lifted, listed as a specialty? There's a lot of people who believe it should because of the complexity of the field. And it's not easily learned on a weekend, for example. And there are people who have been at it for years and years and years who still have a massive amount of more information to learn. When... When you take a look at the field of oral implantology, there is a great number of people, specialists included, who believe with unquestionably that it ought to be a specialty. But that serves as as another political problem within the field of dentistry itself, and I don't think this is probably the format to get into it. The most important thing to remember is that The more trained, the more knowledge and experience that a person has, the more likely they're going to be able to provide these services without future complications. And that's really what it's all about more than anything else. How can we help people get a solution where they're not going to have to return and continually be there for repetitive procedures to correct what could have been prevented in the first place? Well, here's a very
0: simple question then. How do you at BC Perio allay those fears in people so that they feel that confidence and they have that assurance that this is about as good as it gets and the chance of you having to come back are very, very slim or none.
2: I would say that uh, when you come in for your first consultation, uh, I think it'll speak for itself. Um, One of the biggest things we do is is, uh, when we do our three-dimensional scanning, we actually plan everything right in front of our patients. They're part of everything. They will see us plan something on a computer in front of them, so they're able to see exactly what's going to happen. They understand. Some people don't want to know, and that's fabulous. (laughs) But the people that do, we're there, and, and they are just... They're, they they can totally imagine why we're doing what we're doing. They can totally visualize why we're doing what we're doing. What is the reasoning behind it? And that in itself, I think, will will just set us apart. And it has from now, from the, from the beginning to now, because uh, they're involved and they're part of their treatment.
3: And, and that's true. And just a little bit more clarification for those that are listeners is that they will be able to see their own bone structure, what they have and what they don't have, mm. and they will see us put that implant virtually by computer into the exact location it ought to be. And they will know that they have sufficient bone and that everything can be done efficiently and effectively.
0: That's why BC Perio is a a, a great place to start with the consultation, which is complimentary. But you have all of the technology, all of the experience, all of the where for all. It's not something you do on an occasional basis. And I guess that there are a lot of dentists that are probably very good at placing implants, but I can't help but think that if if I were in the position of having an, another implant and I wasn't sure how many the dentists had done, if they had a lot of experience, and even if they're a great dentist, I'd be more concerned about, are they going to put it in properly and am I going to have to come later on to have it taken out?
2: You know, it's, it's, it's definitely a concern. I think I'll have that concern if I ever had something done for myself as well. Um, and I, and the one thing I can say is when it comes to the teeth in one day procedure that we do, whether it's for a single tooth or a whole mouth of teeth, you know, we do a tremendous number of those. And when we're doing it to a point where now we're, we're conducting research and we're, we're trying to set new guidelines on how to do this type of treatment throughout the country. And, and by doing that, you know, that is as extreme as it gets. So doing a, a single implant or doing something that's more routine for us, uh, we do that, uh, at a very high level.
0: When you do it at a high level, you have two centers on West Broadway and in Coquitlam by Coquitlam Centre. So then, Dr. Birdie, why does BC Perio offer a free consultation?
2: Because I don't want there to be... Uh something in the way. I want to treat everyone that we can. We want to make sure that we see as many people as we possibly can, make ourselves accessible, uh, and, and, and we want to treat as many people as are possible. There's so many people that need treatment, especially our teeth in one-day procedure. There's so many denture wearers that don't, are, are uninformed. They don't know what's possible, what's available. Um, a lot of them still think that I've been missing bone for 30 years, i have missing, missing my teeth, there's not enough bone, and you know we haven't found a case yet that we can't treat. So it's one of those things where uh, you know, th- we want them to, to get the knowledge, and knowledge is power.
0: So this is not, then, Dr. Zoko, a service only for the
3: elite? No, it's not. Uh, we, we see a variety of different people come through, and I can recall that some people who you would think would not be able to afford it found a way to make it happen. And we've always had the perspective that if you have a job,
0: there is one way or another that you can afford to be treated. Yeah. Is, is any of it covered? Is there insurance for uh, this type of dental work?
2: Um, you know, for, for some parts of the treatment, um, insurance does cover. Some people's insurance is much better than others. Uh, and one of the things that I'm really excited about being able to offer now is we offer financing in the office, okay. which, is, which is fabulous. So there's a lot of patients that come in and are able to – we work with a company, and they've helped finance these types of treatments, and they're able to, to make payments, which makes this much more accessible to many more people, which is why we do it.
0: Is it expensive to have dental implants placed?
2: Well, I think, is is it expensive? I think it all depends on what you think expensive is or or how you find value in something. So compared to a bridge, probably not. When you look at the value of having an implant now and having it last your lifetime versus having three or four bridges in your lifetime, well, an implant is actually less expensive.
0: BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centre in Vancouver and Coquitlam. Dr. Bobby Birdie, Dr. Ron Zockel, with a complimentary consultation. It takes about an hour book the time. Does it take weeks upon weeks to get in to
2: see you? No, we, we try to keep uh, you know, time open for visitors and, and, and for consultations every week.
0: Okay, so here's the number if you want to book that appointment. 604-872-0222. 604-872-0222. Also, uh, you can book online on your website. Absolutely. And that's bcperio.ca. All right, so we hang around, we'll do some more. Sure. We'll take a break. If you've got a call or a question, by all means, feel free to join us. We're talking to Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Sokol from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center on Vancouver Consumer from News Talk 980 CKNW talking to Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center in Vancouver and in Coquitlam, offering a free consultation to any CKNW listener that would like to take advantage of that. Uh, You'll book your time. It takes about an hour uh, or less or maybe a little bit more. You'll leave the office with a complete understanding or at least a, a very good understanding of what is happening with your uh, mouth, your oral health, and what options are available to you. I want to make it very clear. Uh, first, I want to give the number 604-872-0222, 604-872-0222. I can say this from my own experience that um, uh, particularly with Dr. Birdie, and I, I think Dr. Zokel will agree with this, uh, that I had come in to see you about a tooth that uh, my dentist wanted to pull, but he didn't think there was any way to save it. And I thought I'd come to you thinking that you were going to yank the tooth out and want to put an implant in. And you said, I, I can't say what you said because I can't use that language on the air. That's, I'm joking. <laughs> but what you did say was, let's, he said, let's save this tooth. There's no need to lose this tooth. And lo and behold, I still have my natural tooth where it belongs. And, and I bring that up only because I know that, and having known both of you for as long as I have, that that really is ultimately your goal, is it not? Despite what your sign says... Your goal is to save the natural teeth.
2: Absolutely. There, you know, as, as periodontists, one of the things that, that we want to do is, is keep as many teeth as possible. We want to make sure that you get to keep as many teeth as possible. Now, we want to be realistic in our goals as well, but we're always going to listen to our patients. We're always going to do what they want to do. And as long as everyone understands the risks versus benefits, we're here to help. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, the other thing that interests me about the work that you do is because I've known people in my life, and I'm sure we all do, that, that have uh, dentures. And, uh, in, in some cases they don't look so bad. In other cases, you can see that you, you'll be at a cocktail party or something and somebody will eat, you know, bite into something that's a little, a little chewier than maybe they predicted and their teeth start to move around. And it's kind of gross to be honest with you. And then you, you sense that the person's feeling a little uncomfortable. They're feeling a little, yikes, I better go to the bathroom so you offer a service for people that, that have dentures, that for one reason or another, they're just sick and tired of them. They don't want to reach for them in the morning. They don't want to put them in. They don't want to take them out. What what can you do for somebody that's in dentures?
2: You know, the denture wearers are, are someone we can offer a tremendous number of services to. Uh, you know, we can do something as as small as having two implants placed in the lower jaw and have a denture now snap into those 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 anchors. But uh, what we all like to do is is place you know as little as four implants and be able to give someone a fixed set of teeth. So twelve to fourteen teeth on four implants, and uh, and that can happen in in one day.
0: So when you say fixed, uh, just so I understand, when you do that, uh, it's fixed. You don't take them in, you don't take them out.
2: No, nope, they don't come out. They're fixed like a fixed bridge that'll be in your mouth. And it's for the, all the teeth on one arch, and it doesn't come out. So it's a great idea because I think one of the conce- misconceptions that a lot of denturers have or a lot of people out there is they think, well, I'm missing all my teeth. It's going to be so expensive. I'm going to need like one implant per Ooh. tooth. I need like 14 in the top sure. and 14 in the bottom. But, you know, as like I said, as little as four to six implants, we are able to uh, give you a fixed set of teeth, 14 teeth uh, in one day a lot of times.
0: Is it the upper or the bottom more problematic, generally speaking?
2: Uh, the bottom is a lot easier than the upper a lot of times. Uh, people can be missing bone and missing teeth, sorry, uh, in the lower jaw for, you know, 50, 60 years, and we'll still be able to provide the service. Okay. Uh, in the upper jaw, it, it takes a little bit thing, a little bit of, of planning, technology, and just look, looking at the case. But, you know, we have with wonderful things in terms of using biologics and grafting. There's lots of things that we can still do, and, and a lot of times in one day.
0: Yeah. Now, when you have, Dr. Zogan, when you have uh, dentures, and you think that, what's the normal course of action? You get your dentures and, and then you have to have, I believe the, the process is called relining.
3: Sure. is what happens when you have a set of dentures and you're chewing on one side, then the other, is that eventually there's some remodeling of the bone structure underneath and changing the soft tissue. And, and the denture is a structure is a solid structure. It doesn't change like your gum and bone structures do, and therefore becomes ill-fitting as they start to drop out. Uh, The only thing that you can do at that point, other than tolerate the inconvenience of ill-fitting dentures, which by way, if you don't change, accelerates the bone loss, Mm. uh, is to reline it or remake it. And so their denture reline becomes an option, the least expensive of the two, and you have the opportunity to redistribute the force on the gum tissue and bone structure so it doesn't do as
0: much damage. Is there any science to, to to give us some idea of the advantage uh, from an oral health or an overall health perspective of having this service where you have fixed teeth as opposed to wearing dentures every day? Is there something that will back that up as a, as a good idea?
2: Well, there's a lot, of, a lot of research behind that. One of the most classic ones that we all think about, and, and I know dentists that are in implants will understand, is what we used to call, it's called the Canada Study. And it was a study where they looked at if someone had a pair of dentures and they were normal dentures versus having fixed teeth or even as little as having two implants and having a denture snap in and snap out. As soon as you had stable teeth, your quality of life and how you felt on a day-to-day basis increased exponentially. It was much better. Just as something as simple as feeling comfortable kissing somebody or, or talking to someone or eating food at the restaurant or picking what you're going to eat at the restaurant on a menu... Uh, all of those things exponentially were increased, and you did so much better. People were much happier when they had fixed teeth.
0: Talk about that a little bit, Dr. Zokel. Over the many years that you've been doing uh, implantology, uh, reconstructive surgery, what is the reaction of your patients when they, they leave your office? It starts when they leave the office, but
3: often you'll see people who have been in dentures for 20, 30, 40 years come out with solid teeth. They smile. They have a look in the mirror. And I have seen many, many people literally break down and cry. Really? Uh, The emotional condition. with with This is with happiness, not sadness. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and they are so moved. And that's immediately. Then there's a longer-term response where they become better off socially. They become... Uh, more successful business-wise because people accept them into business solutions more readily when their teeth, when they look good. Uh, One lady uh, in her mid-40s married uh, a gentleman 20 years her junior. Uh, If that's not life-changing, I don't know what is. (laughs) That's
0: life-changing. That could be a whole new show, though. We'll have to to get uh, Maureen McGrath on that one, though. (laughs) So if you have dentures... Uh, Whether you've had them for one week or 10 years or 20 years, uh, there's a good chance that you can get somebody out of those dentures. They can realize uh, in one visit through the consultation the value of the dentures over a longer period of time because if you have to have them relined or fixed or if they break or what have you, that going to an implant system is going to, at the end of the day, in the long term, be of greater value.
2: Absolutely. You know, whether someone's been missing their teeth for thirty to fifty years or they've just recently missed you know had their teeth removed, we're able to give them fixed teeth in one day.
0: Let me give you the number for uh the free courtesy consultation. BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, Doctor Bobby Birdie, Doctor Ron Zockel, and the other specialists and doctors and the team of staff that work in these centers, it's 604-872-0222. two zero two. Six oh four Eight seven two zero two 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 online at bcperio Is there ever a time when that you wish that this could be the go to protocol? I know that this is something that you want to happen, but is there a day that we'll be rid of dentures?
2: You know, I I, I hope so. It's on some day because you know I, I strongly believe that you know that the founder of of uh of implants who actually brought it to north america you know he passed away last year and it was you know but his his main last statement he says, he says no one should ever you know uh, live their life with their teeth in a cup yeah. and <laughs> and it's the honest truth and uh i think that if we if we're doing everything we possibly can to try to try to bring that to reality
0: yeah dr Zokol, is this something that you look forward to is this something that will be part of your practice
3: I, interestingly enough, I remember back when I was in an undergraduate school, this is back in the early 70s, and and, and I, one of the instructors says dentures are a short-term solution and we will, we will see the end of dentures. Uh, that has not happened. There is always that situation where I think the denture will be at least an interim solution for a number of people, even though we have the ability to prevent this from happening and to put people into fixed teeth all the time. I, I think the reality
0: is we'll still see dentures for a long, long time yet. See what can be done for you at BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. Dr. Bobby Birdie, Dr. Ron Zokel, please make note of the number, 604-872-022. Ask for a courtesy consultation. You'll get in pretty quick too. 604-872-0222, that's for the office in Vancouver and in Coquitlam. Gentlemen, thank you. Nice talking to you again. Look forward to our next time. To speak, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, 604 872 with Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zockel. Amelia Bamji is our technical producer. My name is Ian Power. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW.